Hello everyone and welcome back to Three Guys Talk Football, the podcast where three guys talk football. I'm George White, I'm joined by an incredibly happy Nathan Warby, another good weekend of Premier League action for you Nathan, how are you? Yeah, fine, 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 fine. Good, yeah, that sounds confident and assured. Um, And Chris, another exhilarating match week for you as well in the Premier League. Truly edgy you see stuff in it, boys. Like, oh, mamma mia. Going on Sunday, though. Going in real life. So let's hope that it's not as boring. Gerard Football IRL. Gerard Football IRL. Mainly because Abby, who for listeners who may not be aware, is is my partner. She absolutely loves Stephen Gerard and wants to make sure she sees him before he gets sacked. So <laughs> He's not getting sacked. Shut up, man. man He's doing well. You're a Villa fan, for people who don't know. Nathan's a Liverpool fan, and I have the turntables. I'm a Chelsea fan. (laughs) Nicely in fourth. The Potter revolution underway. Aubameyang scoring for fun. Who who saw this coming? The beautiful thing about having a podcast is I have evidence. that I I was going to say, you definitely have evidence of knowing that Potter ball was going to be beautiful. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about that today mainly because I don't want to jinx it. (laughs) Let's jinx another team instead, which is Arsenal, who having a very good season, um, which, again, I think we all saw come in. Great signings, stuck with the manager, got rid of all the riff-raff, apart from a couple of players. And they are now currently top of the league by a point, even against the phenomenal Manchester City side that we're seeing right now. But... I think we touched upon it last week a little bit. Um, it's difficult to get behind anyone that isn't City at the moment in terms of the long-term title push. But it's time, I think, to, to at least ask the question of whether Arsenal are the only real title challengers. Um, that's a kind of double-layered question is, you know, do you think Arsenal are going to stick around until the end of the season? And then also, is anyone else even in the race outside of that? Uh and with those questions on the table, Chris, I come to you as an Arsenal super fan. Do you think yeah. they have it in them to uh, to make it to the end? I do. I do love Arsenal. I think they're doing really, really good stuff this year. I think the problem is when you look at that table and you look at how many how many points City drop regularly. Like it's about like what anywhere between ten and twenty, right? So Chelsea are already what's seven behind, Spurs are three behind, City, I mean, not Arsenal. Um, so you're like, you're already considering is that too big of a gap? Liverpool are obviously already out of it because they're 13 points behind and they're just not going to catch that up. And it's, it's just like, excuse me, excuse me. I, I think you I think you way off way off the mark there, Chris. You're not going to catch it. Um, we're still fighting for this title and I would love it if we beat them. You're not going to though. So no. I, th- I do think, I think Arsenal, if... I think the question is if they keep that squad fit, right? Like, if if they keep Jesus fit, if they keep Martinelli fit, you know, if they keep those centre-backs fit, then yeah, there's no reason why they can't. If they don't, which Arsenal have a tendency and a history of doing, uh, they will fall off because they've not got the depth that City have got. City's depth is just scary. So, um, I'd like them to, I really would, but I think something in, in me says they'll be like third. And I think Chelsea will scrape second. That's a, that's a big claim. Um, yeah, I mean, Spurs are there in third. Um, yeah, and what are your thoughts on their 
their uh, chances, Nathan? Spurs in the conversation at all? Uh, no, not for me. I, I don't think they've got the the whole squad for it. I don't think like um, don't, I, I don't think like I think Arsenal are definitely in the mix. But yeah, like Chris said, I think they're one one or two injuries away from falling away. Plus, like it's such a young team that I don't know how they're going to handle the you know those pressure pressure matches in like April May time. Um, and Spurs, yeah, I don't know. I just think they'll. I think it's like I think at some point the bubble's going to burst for Spurs because um they've been getting a few wins lately, but the, like at times the football hasn't been great, and I think at some point they're going to go on a, a really sticky run. Whereas I don't think City even look like they're going to let up between now and the end of the season. Interesting, very interesting indeed. But you mentioned the pressure games there. Um, obviously Liverpool not doing that well, but it is a big game uh, and one that you've won quite a bit in recent years uh how do you think they coped with the pressure in that game uh having watched it is was it a kind of big moment for that young squad even if it doesn't mean you know a title push do you think they've got it in them to kind of use it as a springboard yeah i mean it definitely boosts the confidence like i think yeah like like i say we're not in the best of form but i think just the amount of quality that we've got still got on the pitch i think if you can sort of shut us out the way that i kind of i know we scored three but those uh, two, sorry, but those goals kind of came out of nowhere, really. Um, like, bar sort of one little spell that we had in the first half, they they pretty much uh, just, yeah, just in every department, they were better than us, really. And I think um, it says a lot about Arteta as well, because I think he counted everything that Liverpool, everything that he knew we were going to do really, really well. Like, I think playing um, uh, Tommy Asset at fullback was a, a massive stroke, just to keep, you know, like, uh, keep Salah at bay. Because we like to do that long diagonal ball to Salah. Um, sort of from like the left back area and just putting somebody big next to him just cut that ball out completely um, so yeah I think it'll definitely give him confidence and like it speaks a lot to how clever Arteta, Arteta can be but yeah I, I just don't see them as I think in any of the year maybe like a title contender but I just think City look too strong I think they're quite lucky in the fact that their match with City has been postponed Um because that, that was meant to be coming Wednesday next week. Now, obviously, with fixture lists and stuff, that's probably going to be looking end of the year. So they'll have two City, two games against City, which will be a bit spicy. But, you know, you're looking at the, ne- the next fixtures, Leeds, Southampton, Forest, they're all winnable games. I think the Premier League is set up at the moment to be kind of really useful for one or two teams. I think the gap in quality is massive, so... Arsenal can definitely steamroll people and definitely get the points they need. It's just when you look at, um, you know, when you look at City, I think that's the problem. When you look at City, they're just so scary. <laughs> like if if Arsenal, it's very much like, um, you know, when Liverpool got like what was it, nine, whatever stupid points it was, um, and you're like any other year they'd have won it. I think we're gonna we're gonna be saying that again. Any other year Arsenal would have won it, but unfortunately, it's you know. Pep City. Now, you know, Haaland will probably get an injury that keeps him out for 20% of the season, but it doesn't matter because the rest of that season squad are insane. So, yeah, like, plus with, with, with Arsenal as well, like, I was, I was wonder how much, uh, I was like, they've been a bit like a surprise package so far. Like, a lot of people weren't really sure how it was all going to come together, like, with the signs that they've made. So, I think, don't worry, like, some of the football, they can, like, the capable of play is ridiculous, but I just think at some point they might, I think teams might. Started to find a way to stop them. 
United did to a degree in that, in yeah. that game where they, they, they literally just sat back and they rode their luck a little bit because Arsenal should have bagged at least three or four goals. Like, But it was one of those games where it didn't go their way and then you get them on the counter. I think there is there is definitely a, a, a banana skin in like a Fulham or something mm-hmm. like that, for example, that they could easily fall over. But no, I, I, I want them to. Don't get me wrong. Like, wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be fun for it to be somebody else for a change? Oh yeah, I'd rather than win it than City, definitely. Oh yeah, I think I think the entire country, apart from City fans, are all being like, let's hope it's Arsenal. And Spurs, and Spurs. Nah, Spurs will bottle it. They always do. They won't bottle their hatred of uh, Arsenal. No, that's that's what Nathan was referring to there. Of course, bit of a rivalry there. I've heard uh, between those two, not the best of friends. Um. <laughs> But the best of everyone's friends is Newcastle. They've got lovely ownership, um, came into it in non-controversial circumstances, and everyone wants them to do really well uh, as a result of that. And they are doing very well. I think they sit sixth as we chat right now. Um, But, you know, I don't think anyone would rule them out getting Conference League or Europa League, but the big question I pose to you right now at this moment is can they make the top four? Can they make Champions League straight away, make that jump from relegation battlers to Champions League football? Uh, do you think they've got what it takes, Nathan? Uh, not this season. I think it's still a little bit early for them. Um, they made some very like I think we, we were saying this before the season started, like when we were doing the FPL picks maybe. But I said like the signings that they've made are really, really promising. So And, and Isaac, I think, will turn out to be a top signing as well. I just think there's still maybe at least maybe two or three more transfer windows away from having a squad that can match. Because you know, even with all the money they've spent, like is their squad better than Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, like like even United? Uh, you know, I can't put in that bracket. I think, yeah, I think if they can sneak into Europe in any form this season, I think they'll done very very well. Do you back that, Chris? Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd agree with that. I think. I think until you lot got Potter, I think fourth could have happened. Do you know what I mean? Like just because of the gap in terms of United's how erratic they're going to be this year, um, the kind of downward trajectory and like struggles that Chelsea were having were if they were to stick with Tuchel, you know, were they going to still struggle against those smaller teams kind of thing? Um, and it it could have happened because you know all the teams sixth and lower are all are all kind of scrapping over each other and kind of like one beats them, then they're going to go on a losing game of three and then another one beats them. But then, you know what I mean? Like it's all bit tit for tat. Um, and they're very much best of the rest kind of thing, I suppose, is is the argument, especially given that, you know, West Ham, Leicester, all of those teams that were kind of predicted to be up there, there and about, have kind of all capitulated. Um, I think Newcastle have done a really good job of taking advantage of that. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, I, I agree with Nathan. I don't think they're going to be there just yet. Um, it'd be not nice because I don't want that ownership to do well, but um, just in terms of that like difference, different people being there, um, it's always a bit of fun. It's just a shame that they have to, have to do it. But never mind. Um, is that staying in or not? <laughs> nah, you can edit that out. It's fine. Oh, I can edit that out. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Um, 
Brighton, though, just wanted to drop them in there. They oh, are also you know, thereabouts. New manager, same old Brighton. It's, it's going well for them. It's beautiful stuff is what it is. They're such a well-run club. Yeah. I'm so jealous of Brighton. I think everybody's jealous of Brighton to a degree. I'm not. So well, because we took the money. Yeah, you don't need to be. You've got big Graham. But I think everybody, everybody, like you know, like I say, below Newcastle, I suppose, is, is jealous of Brighton. Man United definitely need to be jealous of Brighton. <laughs> like if you could have the the sporting brains behind Brighton with Man United's money, man, that me, yeah, be it'd be something special. But I'm on the yeah. Yeah, yeah do, do really. I'm here of the show. There you are. <laughs> hope, hope for the last. Um. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really they're a really underrated team as well because um, like I, I was at the uh, Liverpool Brighton game the other week and the football they play is like out of this world. Like I think um, I think the biggest problem for Brighton is going to be keeping hold of the players. Like, but they've had that problem in the past and they've always seemed to bounce back from it. I was they got, got lost Basuma in in the summer, didn't they? Lost Ben White last year before last. Yeah, say so the most filled positions pretty well. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think Trust Trust destined to go somewhere else. I think, and, and to be honest, with you, after what I saw the other week, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against us taking him. I wouldn't be surprised. I think, um, I think he's the he's the logical, like yeah. in the same way that like you know you nabbed Shutter from Wolves. Yeah, it, it feels like a very odd signing to be fair, but um, yeah, like, it's it's nice to see a team that's on paper sort of like a mid-table side play such like attractive attacking like on the front foot every single game, but they're also really organised defensively as well. It's like every single player in that in that team knows exactly where they're supposed to be at all times. You, you don't really see that in a lot of other clubs that are a similar size. The definition of chef's kiss, aren't they, Brian? Definition of chef's kiss. And uh, on that expert analysis there, we're going to turn our attention for this final few minutes to, as we always do, fancy football. My favourite element of football It's just... An absolute joy every week to just seem slowly slide down every table that far. <laughs> really good. Um, what are, are your predictions? Who, who do you think is going to do well? Who do you think is not going to do well? Um, who are you banking on? Start with you, Chris. Uh, I I was a bit sad this week because I I used all my transfers without realising it. So I wanted to bring in Anthony, but couldn't, and that was a bit. That was a bit depressing. Um, I, I'm a bit scared this week. I ain't going to lie to you, boys. I'm, I'm a bit scared. Um, a lot of my, like, so, for example, like, Newcastle play Man United, City play Liverpool. So, like, the, the like, defenders and stuff that I was relying on aren't necessarily going to get me those sweet, clean, but cheap bonuses. Apart from Cucurella against Villa, because that'll be fine. Um, if he play. Don't, don't say that to me, John. Um... Has Is he back in the Not really. Ah, oh, bollocks. Um, well, sorry, listener. <laughs> I have to mark this one as explicit as well as slanderous. <laughs> like I said, listener as well as the one person that's. <laughs> <laughs> it's me playing it back just to check the sound quality. Yeah. I'll I, how, are you, how are you looking, George? How are you? Because we always ask. Yeah, uh, really bad. Horrible. It's horrible. Um, I brought in Pickford, actually. That's not a bad goal. Because I had the Brentford keeper. And uh, ever since I put him in, anyone would be an upgrade. I think your Leicester keeper 
Nathan did better than him since I brought him in. So that was a terrible move. Uh, but yeah, Pico, Everton's back line's been pretty solid. Um, but yeah, I agree. I look at it. I, just, I don't know where my points are coming from this week, really. Um, the big question I want to pose is Haaland, captain, yep. even against Liverpool. You're back in it. I'm not changing it. Not since he got me 40-whatever points it was. I ain't changing it. Yeah, I think I'm going to leave it on purely for the fact that I think everyone else will. If you feel me. Yeah, oh, but that's well, why you need to go different. That's why you need to go Diaz. Why don't you go different, Chris? No. Why don't you? I'm trying to get into Nathan's head because he's winning. Probably not after this week. Probably not after this week. I mean, I'm catching up on you. Yeah, Chris is flying through the ranks at the moment. 76 points last week, boys. Yeah, you had a point 16 behind that. 16 is it's a decent ask. It's a but it's doable. It is doable. When you do the Cancelo triple cap and blow us all away. Somebody yeah. The highest points of this week was 121 with a Cancelo triple cap of 54 points. Exactly. There you go. But yeah, that, that like that's gonna be a big play at some point. Like I think triple captains could win or lose this league for us. Yeah, like, um, pick the right Harlan game. To be fair, like, I've put in Kudabolo this week because I, I had put Reese James in, and obviously he got an injury against Milan, didn't he? So I've taken him out and put Kudabolo in because I was, I feel like a Chelsea clean sheet against Villa feels right. I um, sure hope so. You know, yeah. baby. But nah, outside, outside of that, I don't really know where my points coming from this week. Like, unless, unless. City Liverpool is an absolute goal fest. Which it could be. It yeah, could five be. goals in the Arsenal Liverpool game. Yeah. So and I hope we've turned a corner as well because obviously we won seven one last night. Um so might might have to be a one of the worst times players that we've had this season. But again, we also nine yeah. 0 Bournemouth ended absolutely nothing after that, so it's Yeah, you know. right. No, to be fair though, Rangers, Man City, you know, about the same league. Yeah, similar quality. Similar quality. Both, you know, both playing blue. So that, that is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah, both never won the Champions League. Oof. Nice. Champions League? Like that. Like as it, like as I was calling out mouth, I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> well, they haven't won as many as you, I'm sure. That's true. Or, that's or, true. In fairness, all of us support X. Well, no, stop trying to muscle in on our chat, Chris. I say every time Champions League comes up, Chris is like Villa won one, you know. Yeah. It wasn't the Champions League, but, yeah. but it counts. Yeah. I was it does. The star. I was I was still a sperm, but yeah. <laughs> was he? It wasn't even that, mate. Was he was brilliant for a while. You were a twinkle in your dad's eye at that point. Speaking of Big Phil, he's not doing. On, on, I know our listeners really care about his FPL. So yeah, I was about to say, I'm glad you're filling everyone in with everyone <laughs> that you know and no one else does. That's um, a way to make it accessible to everyone. In fairness, um, points from Pulisic. That's great news. Thanks for trying to derail <laughs> this podcast at, at every opportunity. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it to an end now before you get the chance to do so again. Um, I'll give you a chance to re- redeem yourself by saying goodbye. Totally. No, God. Oh, God. No redemption there. How'd you bottle that? How'd you even bottle that? <laughs> Open net. It's Timo burning it. That is big Timo, innit? Uh, and goodbye from Nathan. Goodbye from Nathan. And goodbye from me. See you on the next one. Bye.